Hey, what is up, guys? Evan here from Gadgetflow with another podcast episode. Today, we have as a guest Manu Giragosian, founder of Trust Inc. and the Champs Marketing Company. Manu will be sharing with us today his story on why he canceled his Indiegogo campaign at the very last minute, as well as his journey so far with entrepreneurship. Manu, welcome to the show, man. Hi, Evan. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Uh, I'd love to start with, you know, why you've canceled your Indigo campaign at the very last minute, as many of our listeners are curious on what exactly happened. But first, please introduce yourself and tell us a bit more, um, you know, about your background in entrepreneurship and your experience with crowdfunding, as well as the companies you've built. Sure. So my name is Mano. I'm the founder of the Champs Marketing Agency. I'm a marketing specialist with over two years of experience working in the electronic industry. I'm specialized in digital marketing and crowdfunding. Well, in 2017, I participated in my first crowdfunding campaign, which was the Walterman Smart Wallet. And it had a huge success on Indiegogo by raising more than $2.9 million. Uh, my passion for crowdfunding was growing at that time as it gives you the ability to start a business around things you love. After the success of Walterman's campaign, I decided to start my own marketing services providing company, which is the Champs Marketing, while still collaborating with Walterman. And after that, the second project which we collaborated with, and I was a part from it, uh, apart from that uh, company, we, is the Truce USPC hub uh, for Truce Incorporation. The main goal for the crowdfunding campaign of Truce wasn't the finance, but to grow a long-term brand and enter the product to the market, as it was the first company, uh, the first product for the company. Mm -hmm. The process for the preparations of the campaign was going smoothly. Like most of the other campaigns, during our pre-launch advertising campaigns, we have noticed few things. One of them was the huge interest in the product, which proved us that the product will work in the market to move forward with the campaign. Mm -hmm. So, regarding your campaign, um, I think we've had Narek from uh, TCF basically talk about Volterman, so I'm not going to ask you any questions about that. Uh, we've been also, we've been like Gadget has been a big part of that success as well. Um, but I'm gonna yeah. do you, yeah. So I'd love if we can actually talk about your most recent campaign, the MacBook accessory, and that I was a big fan of as well. Um, before we get into the juicy stuff, let's talk about the preparation because this was basically your second campaign, right? So you had the experience, you had the background, you had the knowledge from this huge yeah. success with, yeah, from this huge success basically with uh, Walter Mann. So walk us through, walk us through the pre-launch phase. You know, the how much time you spent prep preparing this campaign. Um, what were some of the, uh, you know, like pain points that you faced, and uh, what was the prototyping, uh, you know, phase in general? Yes. So we started working on the market research and the design of the product first in February two thousand nineteen. And once we had the positive results of the market research, we decided to not launch the campaign till we have the working prototype ready. Mm -hmm. It took us approximately two months to have the working prototype and the design ready. As it is a technology gadget, it needs some to pass some different testing phases 
and uh, we faced many problems uh, as we were including a new technology in it. It was a new wireless charging technology as it was the first gadget that supports both uh, QI compatible wireless charging and the Apple Watch wireless charging in one place. So once we had the prototype ready, we started the campaign preparations, including the campaign page, the design, collecting the subscribers and email marketing campaigns. We also worked on the video shooting to get ready to go live on Indiegogo and we basically had everything ready till uh, the last minute. Um, maybe we can discuss uh, why Indiegogo over Kickstarter and later we move to why yeah. we canceled the launch. That would be great. That's, uh, yeah. I was about to ask you that. Um, yeah. You guys launched on Indiegogo, so I'm wondering how come Indiegogo and not Kickstarter first? To be honest, I don't always consider Indiegogo over Kickstarter. It mainly depends on the type of the product which we will be launching. For example, I prefer launching a technology products on Indiegogo, as Indiegogo community's interest in technology products is higher than Kickstarter community. If I would be launching a book or something related to art, for uh, to say, I would definitely choose Kickstarter over Indiegogo. So at the end, it depends on the pro product itself. There are also some other technical factors that motivate the campaigners to choose Indiegogo, including the huge marketing support that Indiegogo pro provides to the campaigners with their digital services. Yeah. Also, yeah, they support more countries and currencies, which was one of the main reasons we, choose, we chose Indiegogo for truth. Also, the flexible funding goal option would be a motive for some campaigns as well. Yeah, totally agree. Spot on. <laughs> um, so what are, what are like your thoughts on the impact of social media for crowdfunding campaigns in general? What was your approach as well with your latest campaign? Yeah, actually social media is my favorite part of any crowdfunding campaign as it can be a game changer for every campaign. If you use it the right way, it will take your campaign to the next level. If you use it the wrong way, it will cause your campaign to fail for two reasons. First, 90% uh, of people search about your product on Google and social media before buying it. If your community is established the right way, they will find nothing but all the good reviews. If not, there may be some negative reviews which will affect the sales results. So your job is to provide transparency and value and communication through social media. Second uh, is that social media is the best source of traffic to your campaign. Today, in 2019, Facebook and Instagram ads are still one of the most underpriced opportunities for any marketer to drive traffic to their campaign. Mm -hmm. And uh, their algorithms are getting smarter day by day. So the negative comments on the, under your advertisements are definitely affecting your ads reach, cost per result, or any other aspects of your campaign. These are the two points which we should take care of mainly uh, for social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's so true. Actually, you know, you don't know how many actually, um, you know, projects I've discovered through Facebook ads. You know, all the agencies are targeted. I'm, I'm part of their audience, right? And I see like all yeah. constantly every day, and yeah. I cannot imagine like how many of these ads or what percentage of these ads actually is full of negative comments. And you know, the agency behind those ads never pay attention to that. Yes. Yes. True. Yeah. So, all right, let's switch gears for a second. State of crowdfunding in 2019. 
there's an obvious trust issue between the crowdfunding community, um, the creators, and the backers as well, right? Like, what are your sure. thoughts? Okay, uh, so my thoughts about crowdfunding in 2019 is that crowdfunding is continuously growing more and more. As we all know, uh, the first thing that a new startup needs to succeed in the market is credibility, proof, and the market's feedback. And crowdfunding provides them uh, that opportunity. But recently, we are seeing that the trust of the crowdfunding community towards the campaigners and the companies is decreasing due to some reasons including the delays in the production and the shipments which most of the companies uh, delays in the shipments uh, that most of the companies are facing but if everything is done correctly from the campaigner side it will be easier for the community to choose which campaign to invest in and trust as this as it is a crowdfunding many products may subject to some modifications during time to improve it Everything presented during the campaign is just the idea and the prototype of the product. So it's normal that many things uh, might change during the mass production to be able to produce that product at a scale. Sometimes delays in the shipping may occur as most of the crowdfunding campaigns are startups and they don't have these big production capacities. But I'm sure that if the communication is done perfectly between the campaigners and the backers, they will understand that and there won't be any problems. I think this is a big issue which needs to be covered as it's affecting the results of many campaigns and startups. Mm -hmm. What would be though some of the, you know, what would be like the ideal solution? And uh, is, is it something that, you know, Kickstarter can actually offer to the market itself? Is it something you can, you know, as a marketplace, as a platform, can, you can offer like a solution to that? Or is it more like yeah. a mutual understanding thing between backers and creators? Because I personally feel, for example, that there's a big disconnect, especially the past couple of years, right? Um, between yeah. backers and creators. So what, what would be like a solution to that? I think uh, as uh, Kickstarter and Indiegogo can provide the solution, but whatever they do, if the campaigner is not keeping the communication with the backers, it will not help. For example, uh, I would like to mention uh, some points about that. One of them is the during the preparation of the campaigns. Most of the campaigns collect an email list to start uh, advertising about their product before launching it but they mainly use that list for a promotional objectives. But we should continuously communicate with people in that list, not just for a promotional objectives, but to solve their problems, listen to their feedback, and keep them updated about the product and what stages it is in, or any other details that may be interesting for them. Also, as you mentioned, the social media comments and the campaign page comments. I, you should literally go and answer every single comment, even the negative ones. And I highly recommend to engage in conversation with the backers. I often notice that many campaigns have raised more than a million dollars. And when you go to their comment section, none of their comments are answered. They are missing a lot because um, I think in my personal opinion, we all think that our product is perfect as we have an emotional relationship with it. But when someone from outside sees or use that product, they see it in a different way. Daniel, I mean, the market uh, 
the market doesn't care if you think your product is perfect. They have to consider if it's perfect or not. That's why it's very important to listen to every single feedback we receive as it's the only way to improve the product and uh, have a great product. That's, that's great feedback. Uh, let's make sure that the right people listen to that. <laughs> uh, so, all right. I think our audience have waited enough for this. Um, please tell us exactly what happened with your project and why you decided to cancel it at the very last minute. Sure. As I have mentioned, uh, that do, during our pre-launch advertising campaign, we have noticed a few things. One of them was the interest in the product, which proved us the product will succeed. But on the other side, we have received, the, I'm really talking like, we have received a huge amount of comments mentioning that all the crowdfunding campaigns are a scam. Some comments mentioning that I have funded three projects before and I didn't even receive my products and other stuff like that. We have received a huge amount of uh, this type of feedback. I'm always a big believer of growing a long-term brand rather than just doing some fast short-term sales and that was the main goal of this campaign. That's why I decided to continue the preparations of the campaign. Meantime, discussing with the co-founders to choose another option with the uh, to uh, another options to enter the product to the market because we didn't want to enter this uh, path of doubt with the backers and our community so uh, later uh, i guess we were the only campaign in the history of crowdfunding which decided in the last minute to not press the, the launch button and change our strategy to enter uh, the product first to the market through retail and e-commerce. Uh, the reason was just to prove ourselves and gain credibility from this audience in the market. Then, for sure, we will launch our second product through crowdfunding to get 10x better results for that. That's amazing. That's that's so smart, and I wish you know many brands, especially with unique and innovative products, actually. Um, you know, would, would do that from, from the beginning because um, crowdfunding, even though it can definitely help you fund your project with six figures, seven figures in some cases, um, and yeah. bring your product to life, it's just, you know, I, I do some sort of like consulting from my end as well, right? And what I, what I say to people with like complicated tech products, hardware products is the fact that backers don't know you, right? So how yeah. do you get trust? an individual, even if you graduated from MIT or even if you're like the best engineer in the market, how are they going to trust someone new in the market? Whether you're young or you're 40 in your 40s or 50s, that doesn't matter. How are they going to trust you with their money, right? For yes. a product that does not even, that haven't, you know, existed ever <laughs> in the past. Yeah. yeah. If you actually deliver a product that has great quality, you build a brand on top of it, and then you go for a V2 on Kickstarter, you're gonna 10X, 20X, 30X your actual results if you compare them with launching 100%. 100%. And do you know what? Most of the brands that are launching on uh, crowd, for crowdfunding, they are building their campaign page as a sales pitch. Mm -hmm. But without knowing that crowdfunding is all about communicating and strong storytelling to the community. Mm -hmm. uh, and there is a big difference between these two. So when people are 
funding your project just to get your product and when they are funding it because of your story and to support you. When they are funding it just to get your product, once you have a small problem and you have a slight delay, they will start complaining and losing the trust within you uh, and you will have a very big problems. But when they are funding you because they want to support you and your idea, trust me, they are the best. They will provide you with the best support they can when you are facing some problems as a startup and it is uh, very normal that you will face some problems during the process uh, so they will be there to support you totally agree well said let's talk about e-commerce marketing for a second um so what are what are some of the best practices that companies can follow to avoid losing their customers trust i guess right after they you know finish their crowdfunding campaign you know the the usual workflow is to go live on Kickstarter, then launch an Indiegogo in demand campaign, right? right? And then either list your product on amazon.com or your e-commerce website, Shopify, whatever. Um, yeah. What are, you've seen things, I've seen things. Let's talk about it. What are like some of the best practices that, you know, companies can follow, like I said earlier, to avoid losing their customers' trust? Sure. So first, we should keep the communication with the backers as they are the first supporters of your startup. So they should be like your, your first loyal customers and ambassadors, I would say. Uh, again, I would recommend communicating with your customers as human to customers instead of business to customer. I mean, H to C over B to C. That's it. Yeah. Once you are able to position your brand as a human, who is continuously authentic, transparent, and real, you will find your customers always supporting you even in your hardest times, no matter how and uh, with what channel you do that. But you should always find the best way for your audience uh, to communicate with them. Yes, totally agree, totally agree. Are you currently working on any, on any campaigns? Are you gonna launch V2 anytime soon? Uh, to be honest, in the Previous two years, I was more focused on uh, Walterman's and Truce's projects, but currently I'm open to take any other new projects, which will be have. But at this moment, I do not have any projects, but uh, I'm open uh, to any new ideas to work on. Mm -hmm. tell, tell us a bit more about your agency. Um, what are you What are you guys, you know, focusing on most of the time? Are you, are you like a full... Uh, full stack agency from video to pre-launch to PR and everything in between? Yes, actually we provide two types of services. One of them is the is launching the campaign from A to Z, like doing the market research, preparing the marketing materials, the campaign page, video production, and, uh, and once we launch the campaign, we provide full uh, campaign management and sales boosting for the campaigns. And the other option is the live campaign boost. So if your campaign is already live, uh, we can also uh, provide some services to boost your sales through some social media content marketing and uh, paid ads, including Facebook and Instagram advertisements. Great. Where can our audience find you? Prefer to share your website, social media. Um, yeah, I'm mostly active on LinkedIn and Instagram. My name is Mano Giragosian on both channels. Let me spell it to make it easier for people to find me. For sure. M-A-N-O-G-U-I-R-A-G-O-S-S-I-A-N. 
So mainly I'm active on these both channels and everyone can feel free to contact me. Awesome. Mano, thank you so much for taking the time today, man. 